Welcome to the Principles of Success, and today we are talking about growing your business. So one of my favorite business books of all time is The E-Myth, and there really is one main point that comes from The E-Myth, and that is, you should fire yourself. The end goal of any business that you are trying to grow and make big should be that the business no longer needs you. However, we'll come back to that in a sec, because there's a very important question that you need to ask yourself. Why do you want to grow your business? And is there a need for your business to be grown? And there are several aspects to that question. First off, are you wanting to grow your business just because you want more money? Why do you want more money? What do you think that money will buy you? However, on the flip side, maybe you want to grow your business for the exact reason we were just talking about, because the once it's big enough, you no longer need to be in your business. It's really hard to have your business make money when you're the only employee. If a carpenter shop has one carpenter and he goes on vacation, there isn't any new product being made. So why do you want to grow your business? The next aspect to that question is what is growing your business going to cost you? Because you're going to have to put in more work. You're going to have to work harder. You're going to have more stress. Some people should just keep their business really small and it cover enough to fund their lifestyle. If you're comfortable making 30000 a year and going to every soccer game of your kids and you're not stressed about money at 30000 there's no real, needs, real reason to build your business bigger. You don't need to just build your business for the sake of building your business. And yes, I know that's contrary to some entrepreneurial suggestions, but if you're happy with where your business is at, uh, that's all that really matters. And it took me a long time for me to understand this because, like I said, the e-myth is one of my favorites and it's all about building systems and hiring people, replacing yourself, firing yourself. And one point they make is you don't own, a, you don't have a business, you are self-employed unless you have employees. And for years that was my mindset, but my mom's a way more successful entrepreneur than me. She has never once had an employee and she has been happy keeping her business exactly the size that it's at. And honestly, she probably could use it to be a little smaller, but she likes helping people a lot, so she's not willing to make it smaller. And then the last aspect of why do you want to grow your business, is there a need for it, is, is there a need for it? Is there a need for it in the marketplace? If, let's say, you live in a small town, it makes no sense to try and build a really big service business, like, for instance, again, some blue-collar deal like plumbing, there's no in reason to build a 200 employee plumbing business if the population of the town can't support that size of business? Is there a need in the market for you to grow your business? There are lots of really small niche businesses that there is no reason for them to grow bigger. So that's the first question of growing your business. Do you actually need to grow your business? There's nothing wrong with keeping your business small, especially if you are happy where you're at. Now back to the first point, firing yourself. The goal of building a business, of as in building a business business, should be to eliminate yourself. If your business quits functioning when you go on vacation, then what is the point of having employees? Because employees are stressful and a pain in the butt. So your focus when you're building a business to be bigger is building systems and training employees so that way they can operate the business better than you can. And another thing to remember, an employee isn't going to be as motivated as you because it's not their business. And if an employee 
can do something as 80% as good as you, then let them do it. Because that frees you up to focus on things that only you can do. If you are really, really good at cutting grass, I keep using the lawn mowing analogy, but if you are really good at cutting grass and you spend all day cutting grass, you don't have any time to work on the business instead of just in the business. And if you have an employee that's good at cutting grass, they're not as good as you, of course. But if they're good at cutting grass, they can go cut the grass, you can go cut someone else's grass, or you can make sure that they get paid and deal with all the paperwork junk. Maybe you really hate paperwork. Paperwork in a business still needs to get done. However, if you're really good at cutting grass, you can go cut the grass and hire an accountant to take care of the paperwork. Now, usually it's a good idea to have at least two accountants because checks and balances, you don't want somebody who is in charge of keeping track of the numbers also being the person in charge of writing the checks because lots of fraud happens that way. But the end goal of a business systematizing is so that way you can leave and the business still keeps on running because your employees are capable and you left it in the employee's hands. That kind of goes into, are you an owner or are you an operator? Because maybe you don't want the business to run completely without you. Maybe you're somebody who really likes operating a business. You still need to manage your employees and let them do the jobs that they can do so that way you can focus on operating the business. But you need to figure out what your goal is. Do you want to just build a really nice business? Do you enjoy doing business and want to operate your business, be in the midst of all the business stuff? Or do you want to, basically what I've already said, fire yourself? Make it so that way the business runs completely without you. Make it so that way you are just the owner of the business. And those are, it's a, it's a scale. A 100% just an owner of a business has absolutely nothing with, to do with the business. Uh, they hire a manager to take care of the business and they do all of the business stuff. And you just receive the profits in the mail. On the other end, there's the person who do, who's a control freak and isn't willing to let go and let employees take care of it. And so they're in everything. And it's good to be somewhere in between because you don't want to be doing everything in your business if you're growing your business. And you don't want to be completely hands off that the manager can do whatever they want and they run it right into the ground. And then you are left without your business and you have to start all over. Next point, you need to make sure that you're, if you are hiring employees, that you have your legal stuff down. You have your HR member, you have your lawyer, you have benefits, you have tax withholding set up, you have your legal structure set up, you have employee insurance, and if you, workman's comp, um, when you are hiring somebody, there's a lot of red tape, and you need to make sure that your ducks are all in a row. You also need to make sure that you have the clients to and the profits to be able to afford the employee. Employees are expensive, and they're just going to keep getting more and more expensive. Like I said in a previous episode, if you're operating off of really thin margins, you can't afford an employee. So your business needs to be at a certain maturity before you even need to worry about hiring employees. Build the business first, get the business rolling, and then if you want to expand the existing business, that is different than trying to find people to, to generate money for you because you're the business owner with all the ideas. Sorry, business is not a get-out-of-work scheme like a lot of people think including myself at one point. At one point, I thought I was just going to build the business structure, 
find the clients and then hire out all of the work. That does not work. The business needs to be profitable before you can start hiring employees. And to do that requires hard work. And like I talked about last episode, finding clients, selling them your product, and collecting the money. Now let's talk about systems real quick. You should be able to train employees exactly how you do something. And it should be systematized so that way they can do it and anyone that they teach can do it. McDonald's is a prime example. McDonald's conquered the world with super crappy hamburgers, not because they made good hamburgers, but because they nailed down their systems. They were the first real franchise and they their business was selling this system to investment entre- entrepreneurs. I'm like, hey, we have a turnkey business ready for you and these are all the systems. This is how we flip the burgers. This is how we do the fries and every employee can be trained on exactly how to do this and it that way consistency is a thing and confusion is eliminated next i've already talked about it a little bit in the previous episodes but as trends get bigger the businesses that embrace those trends have more room to grow so an example of this might be let's say coding and computers a while back um Back in the 90s, nobody owned a computer. And if they did, they had one, and it was a super ugly computer. Then there was an explosion of computer needs and all cell phones and all sorts, and coding was super high in demand. And the businesses who embraced that and the, and the employees who embraced that all made a whole lot of money. Blue-collar businesses, there is going to be a really large demand, so you can expand into that into any of those fields really easy. Now, growing your business and finding employees might be difficult. You might need to um, hire super unskilled employees and have extensive systematic training systems so that way they can get up and going and being profitable for you. And since I already talked pretty much in depth on the blue collar trends, let's move on to, to the last point of today's episode, and that is a lateral versus horizontal growth. And honestly, there should be three, but there's not a fancy word for two different types of horizontal. The first type of horizontal is just doing more of what you're already doing. So if you're a plumbing company, if you're a marketing agency, you just find more clients that need plumbing or marketing. The other type of horizontal growth is expanding into similar fields. So maybe if you're a marketing company, you hire some sales trainers or you offer Maybe you offered Facebook ads and then you expand into content marketing, producing content for creators. So related horizontal expansion, finding more customers of your product. Lateral expansion has actually been pretty unpopular the last hundred or so years because consumerism, it's easier to horizontally expand than laterally. But lateral expansion is where you buy more and more of the entire supply chain of your business. So let's say, for instance, the carpentry shop. The woodworker, he has his little shop. He sells wood pro- products to clients. While a easy horiz- an easy lateral expansion would be buying a sawmill and buying property. Sound familiar? And um, bringing down his own trees and turning them into wood, so that way he has access to the wood much cheaper than all of his competitors, 
And so he can charge possibly less or the same product or the same price for the product and make way more money than his competitors. So that's an example of hor or that's an example of lateral expansion, buying up and down the supply chain, B uh, building a still on the woodworking side, building a kiln to dry the wood so that way you can your sawmill processes the wood, the kiln dries the wood and then you turn the wood into something super valuable. Even further back is actually buying the land because lots of loggers they just go to landowners and say, hey, I'll give you a couple bucks if you let me strip your land of your trees. And yes, it literally is just a couple of bucks per tree, particularly for pine. So if you own the land, you own the logging company, you own the milling company, you own the kiln drying company, you own the carpentry company, you now can produce the end product, which is woodworking goods, way more cheaply than your competitors. That's what lateral expansion is. The most iconic example of this is the great oil tycoon. I'm actually spacing on his name, but he sold oil. He bought all the rails to transport the oil. He bought the barrels that the oil went in, or he bought the company that made the barrels that the oil went in, and he just kept ex laterally expanding. And he also horizontally expanded by making everything run on oil. And he became the richest man in the world. So I think that is it for today's episode on growing your business. Grow it horizontal, grow it lateral, doesn't matter. Do you even need to actually grow it? And if you are growing it, are you wanting to be an operator or an owner? And make sure your ducks are all lined up in a row if you're wanting to hire employees. Anyway, with that, I will see you all next week.